Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumite. This is not a sport. I repeat, this is not a sport. You don't play fight. I'm joined today by my friend and fellow colleague, Daniel Caballero. Hello. And our technical engineer, the Nine Throw Ninja himself, Sean Myers. Today we'll be discussing the latest Kumite gossip, but first, if you enjoy the content we're creating, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That way you can stay up to date with the latest Kumite gossip. Okay, today we'll be discussing UFC Fight Night, Whitaker versus Gastelum. This was a crazy day of fights. There's a lot to be, a lot to be discussed. You could say crazy. It was, it was, it was a good fight card, um, especially fight that card last itself. one. The day is what I'm referencing, and I guess we'll get to that a little bit right. later. Yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> day. You had Doji Cat. You had freaking Justin Bieber. You had oh, it was, it was really weird. All right, um, <laughs> um so starting. In the prelims, we're not going to be going through all of them, but there's definitely some notable fights here. It's a lot of split decisions on this card. There was four, I've noticed. I've four noticed out of ten, almost of half. Even talent that that shows. Uh, do you think that shows good matchmaking? You know, because these guys are at are at a perfect level for each other that they're getting these kind of decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really like. <laughs> I don't know if there's a conspiracy there or not. I mean, I guess it shows that they're at least you know trying. They're 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 not putting. You know, Smurfs with with people who are who are just wiping the floor. You yeah, know? they're not doing the boxing tactic. No, you know, like, hey, we're, we're gonna give you like forty tomato cans, and then yeah, exactly. then we're gonna have you fight someone who's worth it, dude. <laughs> um, so starting off, let's uh, discuss a little bit about Gerald Mearshart, GM three versus Bartos Fabensky. Mearshart oh. winning by first round guillotine. I gotta say, Mearshart after his loss to Kamzat looked hungry. He wanted it. He came out there ready to fight. He was not his usual casual self in there. He came out. He came out swinging because it only took two minutes for him to get the submission. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he uh, was kind of humiliated by the Kamzat defeat, getting one shotted by a wrestler. Um, mm -hmm. But now GM three has twenty four submissions under his belt. That's a crazy number. That is a huge number. That you is. know, is that anywhere close to a record? I wonder. You know, I wonder if there is a record. Let's uh, see. Like if it's anywhere on the radar for submission records. I don't. And are these submissions within the UFC? Or no, or no, whole, no, whole no, record? UFC. No, no, no. I still believe he has a good bit of UFC. Submission. Right now, Charles Oliveira holds uh, 14 submissions in the UFC. In the UFC. I don't wow. know. What is Mirshard's record within the UFC? Yeah, I don't know. That's well, definitely yeah. something to look up. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, it was... It was a good fight. Fabinski was uh, Fabinski is not a bad fighter at all. Uh, he, he definitely has some promise to him. I think he just, just got a little careless there and got wrapped up in a guillotine. He was a good wrestler. I, I, remember, I, I remember I started paying attention to Fabinski after he after he beat uh, Emil Meek, um, the hot prospect Viking star that everybody wanted to see succeed and just. Didn't quite cut it. I don't know where he went. I don't even know if he's in the UFC anymore. Wow. He's kept getting out wrestled though. It was mm -hmm. really annoying to watch. <laughs> um, Jessica Panay versus Godinez. Panay by split decision. This one was one this was, was an interesting fight. Godinez was wearing her like a backpack, dude. Yeah, she was she was hanging on from for dear life most of that fight. Yeah, well, I mean, she, Godinez was was definitely winning at range. Um, and, and Panay was doing a really good job at punching and kicking her way into the grappling and then just 
just wrapping up, wrapping her up. Yeah, she had a few good times of slamming her down, giving some good uh, little wrestling stuff. Well, uh, yeah, because the way that uh, Panay was like hung on to her, there's there was three different times where Godinez like just straight WWE slammed she just her. Had to on you the know? canvas, like to make a point, like just get off me. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Masvidal Maya fight. That is you know, very where true. Maya's like yep. a spider monkey, mm-hmm. and Masvidal couldn't get him off, but Godinez like. Like Undertaker style, last righted that girl on the ground. That oh was my God, crazy. it was. Three times. <laughs> I was like, what is this turning into? Uh, but she ended up getting the split decision. What do you think that does for the fighter when it, when it comes to like picking their next fight? Um, I think if a fighter loses a split decision, it helps not. I mean, most people, a lot of casual fans are just going to see the, the second number and be like, oh, they lost six fights. Like, eh. Lose exactly. a little bit of credibility with the casuals, but yeah. for the people who keep up, you know, and are avid watchers, mm-hmm. you know, they remember like, hey, that last fight was a really close fight, and I actually scored this person to win it. It, it sucks to become a stat so like that, it, that it's just a loss on your record. But yeah. And, I mean, it, it's one of those, you know, you win by an inch or a mile kind of things. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, uh, in, in, in terms of the, the hardcore fans, it's not really. You don't lose any street cred no, for losing exactly. a split decision. It's just a matter of, you know, whether it's the casual fan. Like or this the... person was just a little bit better that night. Just, just a little, little bit sharper bit. that you know. night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, ultimately it was a good fight. Uh, I definitely want to see Godinez back. You know, uh, Panay, she's been out of the game for a while. Uh, but she came in and she, she mm-hmm. got the dub today. But uh, I feel like Godinez is going to be uh, a, a decent force to be reckoned with yeah. um, in the well, division. Well, what about the next fight, uh, Romanov versus Espino? Romanov by te- by split decision. Um, how do you think by that? By technical split decision. Technical so split we'll, we'll decision. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So I was really excited, uh, and, and I have never heard of Alexander Romanov. I don't. I guess I just missed him on my radar. Uh, we have a if two really good European grapplers, which is very rare. Um... <laughs> 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 But I remember getting really excited for you know learning about both of these, both of these gentlemen's backstories, and then wanting to see what was going to happen when they came up against each other. Um, but this was this is weird. This kind of tested my understanding of the rules a little bit. So Espino accidentally, unintentionally, need Romanov in the growing. Um, mm. So the fight was ended up being stopped to that because Romanov couldn't continue. Really? I don't want to dig into the whole, you know, was he playing possum? Was he doing this? Was he doing that? I don't, I don't want to even get into all that. But he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't continue the fight because he got knee to the growing. Mm. Um, and they, they asked what was going to happen, the commentators. And someone hopped on the mic and said that they were going to score the third as a partial round. I've never heard That's that before. Par- so, like, did they score, like, four or five or something like that? I don't know. But... Huh. Uh, yes, it was so strange. I gotta, I gotta look further into that. Um, but apparently, they, they scored the third as a partial round, and they scored the first two rounds as normal. Uh, and the point was not taken in that last round for the the, the shot to the growing. They um, didn't take the point away. That's uh, probably because it was the first time he was he was he struck, warning. so they had to get the warning. He got the warning. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't. I don't think it should be taken, but. 
then again, the growing strike was so severe that it that Romanov could not. You don't believe that you know maybe uh, the severity of the strike that is illegal, such as like these recent knees to the face while somebody is down, groin shots. You know, John Jones and his famous eye pokes. You know, you don't think like if it's too severe, should they go ahead and just get that point deducted first time it happens? I think if it's so severe you can't get up, they should. But exactly. either way, um, Romanov ended up getting that technical split decision, mm. um, even without the point being taken. Um, I agree with that. that was, that's hard. I mean, I feel like Espino was definitely starting to take over. Romanov was getting a little too tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were both, both gentlemen were very tired at the end of that second mm-hmm. round. They both had to, like, you, you could tell they were fighting every step of the way to get to their corner. Yeah. Um, man, that's... It was, a, it was a good fight, man. Uh, and I was really loving the grappling transitions. And, man, I'd, I'd like to see rematch. I don't know if either gentleman really interested in the rematch. Yeah. It doesn't really do much for either of them. But that was a very unfortunate turn of events on a, a good fight against, like, for some, you know, yeah. Potentially really strong heavyweights. With all the good with all the rules they have nowadays, and I mean I get a groin shot is a groin shot and there's some sports. I know when I was in a Taekwondo growing up, groin shots were hundred percent legal. Uh oh, so wow. I mean it's it's a matter of the the of course the sports commission and all that and I know that's nowhere near legal in the UFC but don't you miss when it was like in our pride days, you know, when like our boy Andre Arlovsky, Ar- 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 Andre Arlovsky. I said that right that time, didn't it? Andre Olofsky. Yeah. Okay, that would have been a good segue. But yeah, don't you miss him fighting in Pride, you know? And now he's on this card fighting, fighting Chase Sherman. Yeah. Uh, man, Orlovsky has been in this game a long time. And he was young when he came into it, too. Uh, he started off as really just a brawler, just quick hands, powerful, powerful, um, powerful right hand. Mm-hmm. He was just fast, really, and I mean, he's had ups and downs and ups and downs all along the way. Uh, yeah, he fought all the way back in Pride. Such I, a I long time. I believe ago. he was a Strike Force champion. One of the only ones still in the UFC, if not w, the maybe. only one still in the UFC from the Pride days. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, Fabricio Verdum wasn't ever in Pride, was he? He's not even fighting very much anymore, is he? When was the last time he fought? like a year ago exactly hmm. years a long time for a fighter to be off man <clears throat> but yeah. i guess you know connor did it came back two years later yeah but arlovsky said he wants a few more years ideally mm-hmm. which is just crazy to think about you think a few more fights you know he's nah, he, he's ready to keep going bro that's he ain't retiring yet. He's and, and when when one when he he's still asked got it, he about still got it, ten more years on his pension, you know. <laughs> when he's asked about it, he's like, I I hope Dana and Sean Shelby and them let me stay for at least a few more years. Right. Wow, this this dude. And Chase Sherman, you know, he's he's a good prospect. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a prospect. I'd say he's a good potential gatekeeper for the heavyweight division one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm from Mississippi. I got the little bit of that Mississippi pride in me there you down go. there, deep, deep, deep down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chase has gotten better. He's definitely gotten more technical. Um, he's training uh, with uh, Mike Winklejohn and yeah. him uh, up in New Mexico now. Um, and you can tell they're. 
trying to turn him around, kind of mm. diversify his, his striking. They were hoping the young blood would take out, I guess, the older wolf, uh, but because uh, uh, Andre Arlovsky was the was the underdog in this fight. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's happy to see one of these decisions wasn't, you know, split and, and that he actually was able to take it, you know. Arlovsky's three out of four right now. It's looking good, and he's only taking out prospects. The only, only recent loss he's had is uh, Tom Aspinall. Mm-hmm. But Tom Aspinall is a really top-notch English prospect. So yeah. uh, I wasn't surprised that he lost to Aspinall. Um, I was surprised that he beat Chase Sherman. Uh, Chase, uh, at one point in the fight, you know, was claiming that he wasn't able to put any weight on his front leg. So mm-hmm. I, I guess Arlovsky caught him with some advantage. good calf kicks and... You know, it took away some of that power that Chase yeah. Sherman has. And Arlovsky doesn't have the best chin anymore. Um, now he's just more responsible, and that's what keeps him Well, I mean, he's growing old, and, I mean, you can't take that much damage. Whether, whether I, I'm sure he's not one that's been, you know, just pommeled all his life, but because if he has, he wouldn't have lasted this long. So now he has to, if he wants more fights, he can't take too much more damage. Yeah. I don't know. He's been knocked out a lot. <laughs> uh, that'd be an interesting special. All the times Arlovsky's <laughs> been knocked out. Um, but no, it, it wasn't a, a crazy interesting fight, but Arlovsky played it smart. Arlovsky stayed responsible, picked him apart from the outside, and made Chase Sherman pay for coming in too close, too carelessly. Mm-hmm. Um, last fight on UFC Fight Night, Whitaker versus Gaston. What do you know? It's Whitaker versus Gaston. Fight of the night. <laughs> And yeah, uh, in my eyes, it's definitely fight of the night. It's very interesting. Whitaker, man, he has cleared out the division. He's cleared out the division more than Adesanya has. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I, I still don't know if I He's see the, Adesanya, but just like Brunson was the gatekeeper uh, uh, in his division, now Whitaker's the gatekeeper to Izzy. You know, um, I, I I love the way that he fights. I love watching him, and I love that the fact that he's probably going to get the the uh, rematch against Izzy. Um, he des- he definitely deserves it. You could tell oh, Marvin Vittori was there that night, <laughs> and after Whitaker just got a fifty forty five against Gaston, you could see him just get pissed off. I just like damn it, there yep. goes my title shot. Mm-hmm. If 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 Whitaker would have lost this, I might I would have I might have got the title shot after this. Yep, and it was hilarious too. While uh, Michael Bisping was was interviewing uh, Whitaker during the post fight, uh, he was asking him, you know, like obviously assuming that he's not. Uh, that he would get the uh, fight. What does he think about it? And I, I loved Whitaker's humbleness. You know, the entire time he's just like, man, I, I, I wish the best. Like he's a great fighter, and I really want to fight him again. And at the same time, uh, Izzy tweets saying, "Good luck, uh, good job, my son." Good job, my son. <laughs> <laughs> this is the craziest thing. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was funny, you but getting his head early. A Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, he knows look, that he's like the, be the little next brother one. of the division. Bro. <laughs> you go and you go handle my lightweight. You make sure they don't get to me. Well, it's going to be an interesting fight to see Whitaker. I, I, again, I love the way he fights. He has that karate style, that that Snappy sneaky jab from the hip, that sneaky kick to the head behind head a straight behind the fake right. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And man, Whitaker's fast. He Whitaker's is. fast, and you could see it. And you know, he was kind of like the matador out there because Gaston almost always moves it. Either straight forward or straight back. Mm-hmm. Gaston doesn't do enough um, lateral movement. No, That's something I think he needs to work on. Um, I think Darren Till laid out a good 
blueprint to beat Gaslam. Don't overcommit. Leg kicks. Yeah. You know, mix up your strikes. Move laterally. Move laterally. That's how you yeah. beat Gaslam. And you know, uh, Whitaker was doing a really good job at you know getting to that, getting that outside foot advantage, and you know throwing his his uh, his right cross mm -hmm. when Gaslam will be moving in. And then he had that snappy jab just ready. Like any time in open distance, he would snap that jab out. And even if yep. it didn't land, like it would stop Gaslam from coming forward. Props and to Gaslam would have to like reset up another angle, mm -hmm. try to come from another side. Props to Gaslam though, because he was taking some shots. Oh, he this, took that and freaking he, head kick, dude. Yeah, and he oh just kept God. trucking along. You know, there were so many times when I thought that he would just wasn't gonna be able to make it. There, there was a time where his stance just became completely vertical. And I thought he was just going to fall forward, and he, he, he stayed up. He stayed fighting, and, you know, you got to appreciate the guy's heart, yeah? Yeah, a man's chin is made of adamant, <laughs> I swear. Uh, uh, crazy striking by Whitaker, almost doubling the amount of strikes that Gaslam was throwing. 169 strikes, 56% complete uh, uh, hit rate, you know. Um and plenty of them were significant, 150 significant strikes out of those. Uh, four takedowns. Significant jabs, man, I'm saying. Four takedowns on top of that. He was tripping him up really well, now, using some of his judo to that advantage. Now, man. that's what interests me in this Adesanya fight coming into the next one. I don't think that Robert Whittaker's going to come in there and he's going to take him down and he's going to beat him up for five rounds. No way. No way that's happening. Mm -hmm. But if Whittaker uses his wrestling because he has some of the at least when it comes to defensive wrestling that's probably some of the best defensive wrestling i've ever seen in my life yes. what whitaker has what he did to jock array what he did to tim kennedy what he did to uh not tim kennedy that was kelvin gaslam <laughs> <laughs> um i think the, the izzy one of his weaknesses and jan blokovich showed it is you know he likes to lean his head away from those punches. Mm -hmm. And I think if if Whitaker has just the right amount um, of, you know, overhands with his head kick, with his takedowns from the hip, I think he's going to give Israel Adesanya like, some new things to think about. Like, he's going to test his defense. And Adesanya has fantastic defense, but Whitaker's fast. Whitaker's faster than Gastelum. And Gastelum mm -hmm. got inside on Adesanya multiple times. Mm -hmm. And Whitaker moves laterally. Gastelum doesn't. Um, and and if, if Whitaker can make him pull on those punches, make yeah. Adesanya pull on those punches, he might get that takedown. And, you know, now, he's, now Adesanya has to think about that, and that can open up those bigger shots later. Do you think that Whitaker maybe have learned anything from the uh, Izzy Blokovich fight that he might take into consideration going into a rematch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't need to rush inside. Because a lot of people, after watching what... Uh, a lot of people don't... They, they think with Adesanya, they need to just rush inside, get inside, make him uncomfortable, and there's a chance there that they catch him. But he's a counter-striker. He's a counter-striker. But he's also really good at just leg-kicking from the outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think he learned responsible defense, like what Blokovic was doing, check yep. those kicks, make Izzy try to come to you a little bit, like you saw with the old Romero fight. Mm -hmm. The one time Izzy pushed on Yoel, Izzy got caught because he's not as responsible coming forward yeah. when he's thinking offensively. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but yeah, you, sh you have to be. I think Whitaker knows he needs to play a little bit more patient, play his game. Because I think Whitaker in that first fight without Asanya was 
just trying to do what Gaston did, but do it better than Gaston. I think he was trying yeah. to just knock out Adesanya like Gaston almost did. Mm-hmm. Gaston was so close to finishing Adesanya, and vice versa. But um, I think he needs to go in there with his game plan. He needs to fight his fight. He needs to stop thinking about how long and fast yep. and, and accurate Adesanya is, and he needs to just go at him like how he does everybody else. Like, okay, this is your strength. These are your strengths and these are your weaknesses. And he doesn't need to rush in there. Yeah. He needs to check those kicks, and he needs to faint on Izzy to get Izzy to react, and he needs to integrate his his wrestling in there. Yeah. Because Robert Whitaker does have good wrestling. Man, he took – Kelvin is, especially coming off that Ian Heinrich win, we, we were reminded that Kelvin's a good freaking wrestler. Yeah. That man can wrestle. And Whitaker took him down four times in this all because they were sneaky. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think he'd be able to just straight overpower him. And yeah, he has good technique. But the main reason he got those takedowns is because Kelvin didn't see it coming yeah. from a mile away. It's going to be interesting to see Whitaker go ahead and, and uh, get this Izzy fight. I hope he does. You know, it's not official, but, you he's know, getting, everybody's thinking it. He's everybody's getting it. I mean, dude, he's beating more people on the division than Izzy has right now. But, I mean... Is he tried to move? I've up. definitely have wanted fights to happen that Dana White just didn't didn't you know approve my special request even though I didn't send him one. Dana isn't as interested in rematches because they want something that's like, like oh is this the guy the one to yeah. dethrone the king? Yeah. But uh, Whitaker has a chance to dethrone the king. I mean again I mean I would say seventy thirty. That he gets it. That that Adesanya wins 70. Oh, that oh, Whitaker okay. wins 30. Whitaker has a chance in that fight. That doesn't sound like much of a chance, though. 70-30. That's 3 out of 10, bro. Who knows what's going to happen on that night? Who knows what people show no, up I that night? I wouldn't take those odds, man. Oh, I'm not saying bet on them. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, Whitaker has a chance to win that fight. Well, I mean, okay, so three you, out of 10, that's not you and your uh, your magic powers of being able to call these fights, you know, you, you, are you calling Izzy to win? You know, because yeah, I'm on rematch. You you've you've been have a hundred percent in calling all these so far. Everything that's been on this podcast, you've been right about so far. I'm sorry, Robert. I love you, bro. I, I, I think you. I think in another universe, if Izzy didn't exist, you'd be the reigning king right now. But I still got Izzy winning the rematch. <laughs> Robert, prove him wrong. Let's break his streak. <laughs> I, I love I love both. I just want to play. I just want to play play the devil's advocate Devil right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love both the fighters. Honestly, I, I don't want to watch either of them lose that fight. Yeah. So, the the two fighters though I would like to watch lose a fight is Ben Askren and Logan Paul. Hey. The, the, like this is what we were I've talking about. Askren crazy day enough. of fighting. Ben Askren had so much potential, and I remember all those days watching the Joe Rogan podcast and how and he think, and wondering yeah, what Ben like, Askren would look who, like if he came over. Oh who is gosh. this guy? You know, and yeah. then he comes over and he beat Robbie Lawler. He did beat Robbie Lawler, but that was controversial. Got, and then got what was Masvidal the next fight? Yeah, Masvidal. He was, only, was, the he next was his fight. second fight, and then just got and then Damian Maya. And that's the one I was looking forward to. Yeah. Because I didn't want Ben. I didn't want Ben Askren to come out and fight all the best strikers. Yeah. I didn't want that. He can't. I wanted to watch him against some of the against older a, fighters. The the Damian Maya would have been a great one. Wrestling versus jiu-jitsu. You that, know? that did happen. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the fight I was looking forward to when it was called. And, and Ben, you know, he showed off his little bit of striking, but 
Yeah, Damian Maya was a whole other beast down there. I need to watch that fight. And That's Askren could I haven't not seen it. Askren could not keep up with him on the ground. Mm. I mean, only only proves how jujitsu. Like in wrestling, you're only taught to just not be on your back to keep them to pin them down. But in jujitsu, you're taught to move them from pinning you and keep them from pinning you. you yeah, um, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily about you know jujitsu versus wrestling because they both do both. You know, yeah, um, maybe more of an experience thing. I think Damian Maya's just the fucking man, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I Damian Maya stayed in this game for so long, and he started cutting down to one seventy. He started off in one eighty five. I guess he could be one of the older fighters that you know rivals Andre Avlovsky for uh, how long he's been in. I haven't seen him in a minute, but I love Damian Maya. Dude. Mm-hmm. I was a big Damian Maya fan. Yeah, but this Logan Paul and Ben Askren fight, that was such a ridiculous fight to watch. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I actually stuck. I didn't watch it, but I can't believe I stuck around to watch the YouTube video I watched it on. I watched YouTube stuff. I definitely wasn't going to pay pay-per-view. I know. I mean, hopefully they, they made a lot of pay-per-view because they spent a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. Snoop Dogg, to have the comedians up on the panel, to have Doja Cat and Justin have Bieber come out and play. It's like Pete it's a Davidson, circus. as soon as they go out screaming, I'm going to come. Yeah, like it's a circus. It, that, was n- that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Do not, Snoop Dogg, I love you. I'll jam your music all the time. I but do Dogg. not put Snoop Dogg screaming, give me my money during a fight. I don't want to hear that. I really don't. He's you know? so disrespectful when it comes and to fighting. I think he bet. He literally just started talking crap to about Ben Askren from the, from the very beginning. I think he bet uh, Dana White. Snoop Dogg. His music, his personality, those little voiceovers that he does for Animal Planet. I don't care for I any of I actually think those are kind of funny, I can't. Man. I didn't even think it was funny. I thought, I thought it was, it was weird. Funny, Whatever. <laughs> That's just me. I can't stand Snoop Those Dogg. are all opinions, but he I think it Dana is. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Oh, that man is so disrespectful. I do think that he should not be around in, uh, like, no. you know, fighters and commentators. I'm glad Dana got him the heck off his show. Oh, my God. I just, <clears throat> for one, to even talk anything about the actual fight, like, it, it, it only lasted two minutes into the fight. I feel like it was halfway rigged. I don't know what Ben Askren did. I feel like he got the phone call that morning to show up for, and fight this guy. You no, know? Ben Askren's been training. He's been training with Freddie Roach. I mean, Ben, why the then has he been drinking he even with Freddie Roach? Went on Teddy Roach Atlas's too? podcast to talk about his boxing training. And his what were they fighting at any specific weight? I don't know what weight they were fighting at. I mean, that beer belly man, like well, that Ben Askren's always had a dad bod. I feel like he looked a lot better in some of his in some of his last not, fights. Not really. He, he's a, he's a coach now, that full time. Like he's retired. He only took this fight because they offered him a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> and, I mean, I respect that. Make your money. I mean, he, still. Like, he, he said, like, you know, the only reason he took this fight is because of how much money they offered <laughs> him. I was like, all right, cool. Well, Do well, your thing, dude. doesn't matter if you win or lose. Going through the fight, you know, the ref never wanted to let them clinch, which probably helped Ben Askren a little bit. Yeah, they definitely didn't want that to happen. I mean, I think Ben Askren still should have been up in his face, pushing him around. Oh, you know, yes. Clinging on him for dear life. To you know, get Jake Paul to you know freak out, mm-hmm. use up all his energy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, that that I, I know, can't imagine Paul has very good cardio. He, I, I have no idea. I, I can't know. imagine that he'd be fresh in the fourth or fifth round. Probably not, man. Like he's only had uh, two fights, and and that was the other thing. But I will too, say, just he's conditioned the way, him to the body. 
the like this was all just a money grab for Paul because the way that they were even announcing it, you know, you get you get uh, Ben Askren in one corner, and everything that they said about him was two-time world champion in wrestling, you know, uh, wrestling champion, gold medalist, all this wrestling stuff, and then once said like MMA, uh, is Bellator champion. But then Bellator, well, you have them pumping FC. up Logan. Is it one FC? Not yeah. Bellator. Okay. Um, but then you have them popping, uh, pumping up Logan as undefeated, like fighter that's never lost in his professional career. Two and zero. Oh. Two and zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two just, fights. Two victories. If you really Jake sit there Paul. and analyze just the way that they were talking about both of them, like they set it all up. For Jake to win, they they had this whole like emotional thing at the be- like in, in the beginning. And his of shadow it. passed away. Yeah, and then Jake was like, I, I, "I'm doing this." Shadow for had a vision, you know, like a, a vision that I was gonna knock out Ben Askren in two minutes and thirty eight seconds of the first round. And he's like, "And I'm gonna do what I can to make that vision come true for Shadow." Mm-hmm. It was only two minutes. I'm sorry, Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it to two minutes thirty eight. No, no, right. Uh but I mean do you think he should have? Because do you think that do you think it should have been stopped? I mean, you can't deny that Logan caught him with a good right. Uh Jake, Jake. Jake, whatever, whichever one of the YouTube stars. I, I, I don't like any of them, so I don't care if I get their names wrong. Yeah. But uh, he did catch him with the good right, put him down. Yeah, he conditioned him to the body. But I think he, he, got, he, right he got up pretty he got quickly. Up and he was good to go. I saw a slight wobble in his stance, but I do not think that he should have been called. That being said, I don't think Ben Askren would have come back to win that fight. No, not I, at all. I don't think he, we found out early that he couldn't take Paul's power. Um, and he's too mm. slow. He couldn't see a lot of those punches coming. Um, but yeah, what, what ultimately can I say about this? I have to agree with Jorge Masvidal, who put out a video, and the video was absolutely terrible. <laughs> you know, he said some awful things about Ben Askren. Um, but at, at the end of the day, he's not but wrong. I, I don't like, think Ma- anything he said was wrong. No, I think it was on point. Masvidal basically said that Ben Askren is not a representative of MMA. Ben Askren is not a formal rival of Masvidal. Ben Askren was always a wrestler who used his wrestling to win mixed martial arts fights. Mixing that's the, what he did. Mixing a lot of backyard uh, shit talking, and yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, man, Jorge is so rough I, I, ben. I don't know what, what, what crap talk Ben used on Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> but Masvidal still hates that man. And I, I, I like both of them. I have nothing against Ben Askren. I think Ben Askren's a, a, a good man who's focused on bringing up the next generation. Like, you, you could see it. He's not a bad guy. But, you know, this isn't, this isn't a representation of mixed martial arts no. coming to boxing. This isn't what a mixed martial arts fighter looks like coming into a boxing ring. No, this is a wrestler coming into a boxing ring and not even, like, a strong, quick-twitch fiber muscle wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... Might Ben Askren. Nothing against Ben Askren. I think Nothing he's a great fighter. Ask- Put Jake ben Paul Askren. in there in the octagon against J- against Ben Askren. That man, he will make oh, yeah. that man his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me this: if you had to set up a super fight between an MMA star and a boxer, who out of the MMA contendership would you throw in that ring? Man, I don't know all of the boxers like. You know various weight classes and what weights they'd be comfortable at, but we're talking about an MMA Just fighter MMA going star into that boxing, you that right? you want to go into boxing. You know, let's say we match the boxer, we match them up with the fair boxer, whoever they may be. But who would you want to see representing MMA in the boxing ring? 
Arm McGregor was a good one. Um, Dustin Poirier, I think, would do really well mm-hmm. in a boxing setting. I want to say Francis Ngannou, but no, 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 because no. he'd be in there against. He does, I don't think Fury and he Anthony have Joshua the, uh, and Deontay Wilder. I think actually, actually, that'd be an interesting fight. That'd be a dream fight right there. Deont- Francis and Ganu versus, versus Deontay Wilder. Wilder. That would be a beautiful fight. I think that would be a great fight. I don't know who would win that honestly, because Wilder's not very technical. He's just fast and powerful. I would. I would also. Got heart. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see Max Holloway. Maybe standing up against somebody in in boxing. Max Holloway would do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Jorge. I think because of the shit talk he was having, I think maybe it's his turn to go throw down in the boxing. See, area. Jorge's so good at everything. <laughs> he I'm is trying though. to find somebody who's like. But I would love probably to see... shouldn't even be in him, and maybe because of their wrestling or they have no kicks. Or well, whatever. well, I mean, like you know, this guy was, was fighting Kimbo in his backyard. I want to see that kind of fighting go into like a sophisticated boxing match. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right, guys. With that, we will wrap up our thoughts on the latest Kumite gossip. I'd like to thank you, Daniel, for being here and yes, sharing sir, your yes, thoughts. Sir. I'd like to thank our technical engineer, the Ninth Row Ninja himself, Sean Myers. I'd also like to fight, thank the fighters for going up on the world stage and laying it all on the line. Every single one of them. Yeah. Except Logan Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul, whichever one. <laughs> Jake or Logan. Uh, lastly, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank everyone who entered the Kumite with us here today. Remember, this is not a sport. You don't play fight. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs>